This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Thanks for being with us. Well, B, Bill sorry, C-16 has passed third reading. That happened in the Senate on Thursday. This was more than a year after the bill was first introduced. The new law explicitly stops discrimination against Canadians who are transgender and gives them more protection against hate crimes. Joining us to talk a little bit more about this is Elizabeth Reed. She is an employment and human rights lawyer at Bowton Law. Elizabeth, thank you so much for being with us. Oh, thanks, Jill. It's my pleasure. Uh, what exactly uh, d- does Bill C-16 do, or what changes that come with this bill? Well, what the bill does is it, it really makes it very explicit in the Federal Human Rights Code that gender identity and gender expression are protected grounds of discrimination. Um From a legal perspective, it's kind of interesting because it's not actually changing the law. Um, People who are transgender were already protected from discrimination, um, and that came because the law was interpreted, the previous law was interpreted uh, as uh, the ground of sex, as including gender identity. Um, So this doesn't actually represent a change in the law, but I think what it does is it makes it really explicit so that people now understand what the law is without you know, having to go research how the the code had been interpreted previously. Uh, because I think that's where some of the confusion was coming in. And, like, and as you said, there was already protection under, I, I would imagine all Canadians are protected under the law. So the confusion, I think, is where this, does this change or, or single people out? Exactly. And uh, and so it doesn't, um, it doesn't repre- represent a, an actual legal change. But I think the real impacts will be a practical change in that people now understand um, that they are protected. And protected against, uh, when we talk about things such as such as hate crimes, um, because I was I always understood, or if something, if something is deemed a hate crime and it's something that we're dealing with in the court system, is the hate crime designation not done at the end of, of the trial or the end of, of the case being heard? Well, you know what, Jill, that's um, getting a bit into the criminal law, and I'm, I'm, it's not sort of my area of expertise there. Um, but certainly the, the new bill does uh, have updates to the criminal code, uh, which includes now gender identity um, you know, as a protected ground uh, to sort of stop people from putting forward hate propaganda um, or, for, and this is quite an extreme one, inciting uh, genocide against people who are transgender, which is pretty horrific. Uh, so it's it's nice to have those uh, explicitly in there. Exactly. Um, the um, the justice minister uh, was was quoted uh, saying in Canada we we celebrate inclusion, we celebrate diversity, and that all Canadians should feel safe to be themselves. Do you think uh, this bill will help in, in in achieving that? I think it will, um, and particularly just because it will raise awareness. Um, and I had a really interesting debate with um, a friend one time who was transgender and had asked me, well, am I protected? And I said, yeah, you don't need to worry. You're, you are protected under the law. And then it wasn't long after that that someone else came to me and said, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I, don't, I can terminate someone because they're pregnant, right? And I said, well, no. And the person said to me, well, that's not in the statute. I didn't see that. Pregnancy is not listed. And I called my friend back and I said, okay, you're right. Yes, I think that does need to be explicit so that, that people understand. <laughs> it's, it's, and so and is that kind of the, the, the focus of this or the point of this is to, to make that understanding? Or to, to, it has to be very explicit. It has to be every point has to be written down for people to understand uh, how people are protected? Well, I think it just makes it a lot easier. Um, I mean, most people don't have the time 
you know, or, or, you know, the training to go have to research every nuance of how uh, different things have been interpreted. So particularly with discrimination, the clearer it is, in my view, the better. And does it open the door then to, to places, and I, I hate to, we always tend to use washrooms as an example, but is it now, would it con- be considered discrimination then if you go into a place and there are male washrooms and female washrooms, but not transgender washrooms? Well, this particular law is not going to um, it, it's going to impact that on a, on a very limited way. This is a, a federal piece of legislation, um, so it's only going to impact what we call federal undertakings. Um, so, for example, employers who are federally regulated, like radio stations, uh, banks, airlines, um, but only about 15% of, of employers are, are actually federally regulated. Okay. Um, but, but many of the provinces also have uh, similar legislation. And it is possible uh, that, you know, if, um, you know, a, a, an organization or, or doesn't provide um, appropriate washrooms, uh, or washroom options, that, that is a possibility that that could be a discriminatory act. And then would it be, would it be a crime then, or how does that work? Uh, no, that wouldn't be a crime. Um, that would be uh, the kind of thing that would be raised at one of the human rights tribunals. All right. Um, there was a, an, a, an activist uh, who um, spoke to Global News about this, saying uh, that, that this is the country basically saying, we have your back and you are included, and that it changes the narrative. But would you agree with that? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's definitely, when, when you make it more explicit, um, you know, it's hard. It's hard to say. I'm not. I'm. I'm sort of a, a lawyer, not not sort of trained in uh, in, in interpreting uh, the kind of overall social message. But I, I think I would certainly agree that it does um, improve that narrative for sure. Um, it's just. It's nice. I think to have it very explicit in there. So, so legally speaking, then will this change, or should this change how how companies, especially those who who are, who are federally regulated, will this change anything, or 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 should it change anything on how companies um, just act on a day to day basis? Well, I think what it should change is I, I hope that it brings uh, some awareness to those federally regulated companies, um, so that they sort of are more aware of their obligations um, with respect to uh, ensuring that transgender people are accommodated or, or, and feel included in the workplace. And, uh, and so I'm, I'm hoping that this will sort of bring that awareness and, uh, and that people can start looking at that um, and because it will sort of bring, yeah, it'll, it'll raise, uh, raise the bar for, uh, for ensuring that there isn't discrimination on that ground. And and even so, and even as you said, it's a it's a it's a, the bill, but it doesn't doesn't actually represent a legal change. And again, I think the, the whole point is to kind of avoid the confusion over what exactly has changed. Exactly. All right. Well, uh, interesting interesting times. And like we said, it took. Uh, is it odd that it took that long, or or that we saw three uh, third reading uh, more than a year after it was first introduced? Well, actually, Jill, this bill um, was first introduced, uh, one variation of it, back in 2005. Oh. Uh, yeah, so we've been going through um, this kind of process uh, in various iterations uh, for the last 12 years. Um, so it really is quite remarkable that um, that we're actually seeing it, it go through now. Uh, as I say, it was originally introduced in 2005, again in 2006, again in 2009, 
2011 and 2012, um, it uh, sort of got through the legislative process, but then ended up not being enacted because of uh, elections being called. Uh, so it sort of died on the order paper. And so it has been a really long road uh, here, and a lot of people have felt very passionately um, about getting this explicit protection in there. So it's uh, it, it's uh, the end of a long journey. Uh, does it look much different, what was given third reading? Is that much different than what was first introduced in 2005? Do you know what? I haven't looked at the 2005 legislation recently. I don't believe it is significantly different. All right. Well, interesting, uh, definitely. Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining us and and talking about this today. I really appreciate your time. My pleasure. All right. That is Elizabeth Reed. She is an employment and human rights lawyer with Boughton Law. We are going to take a short break. When we come back in the state of Oregon, you can now choose a different option when you get your driver's license. That different option being you don't have to choose M or F. You can choose something else. We're going to check in with Kristen Malloy, a trans and women's rights activist, also a member of the Canadian Gender Free ID Coalition, right after this short break. Stick with us. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.